1: You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC, channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. And I'm sure all of you from time to time will hear some story about some Christian that you used to go to church with and they get arrested for something and you think, wow, they seem like a normal person. And just the deceptiveness of sin. You know, I hear those stories all the time. And many years ago, many years ago, a guy told me, he said, Pastor Bob, I used to come to church every Sunday, and you'd preach about sin and about how, you know, it destroys. And he said, you know, God was just convicting me, and I just felt like the Spirit of God saying, this sermon is for you, and you need to stop. It's going to ruin your life. But here's what he told me. He said, you know what, I just for whatever reason, was deceived into thinking it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I kept doing it, kept doing it. And he said God warned him week after week, month after month after month after month. And then when I talked to him about this, he'd been arrested and he was in prison. And he ended up losing his job, his wife, everything, his house, his family. And it was just so sad that he knew that was coming. He told me, I came to church every week and I heard you preach it. It was right to me, but I chose to just believe the lie. And he was deceived by sin. Now, God doesn't want any of you to be deceived by sin. And if you've ever thought, hey, it's okay, I can do it, and it'll work out good, you need to know that the Bible says that when you engage in in sin, it can deceive you. And throughout the Bible, it warns us as Christians and children of God not to be deceived. Have you ever been deceived by someone? How many of you have ever wanted to be deceived? I mean, I never want to be deceived. I mean, those silly songs on the radio, Tell Me Lies. Like, who sings that song? Tell me lies, I want to be lied to. I want to be stupid, I want to be in the dark, and everybody else in the light, I want to be a dummy. I don't know how those songs make it on the charts. Tell me lies. But here's the thing. You could be deceived. All of us are susceptible to being deceived by sin. And the Bible warns us in 1 Corinthians 6, 9. It says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? And then he goes on to say, do not be deceived what should we not be deceived about what we should be not be deceived about he goes on to say that neither fornicators and you know that's nothing to do with california it's it's sexual immorality uh nor idolaters or adulterers or homosexuals or sodomites or thieves or covetous or drunkards or revilers or extortioners will inherit the kingdom of god in other words what he's saying is that when a person lives in sin and and that's different than christian who you know sins all of us sin we make mistakes but it's someone who thinks i can live in sin I can be sinful, live in wickedness, and it's all going to be good, and everything's going to work out, and I'm going to go to heaven. That, that was saying, it doesn't work out that way because sin destroys your life. That's why the Bible warns us and says, don't allow sin to control your life. Now, everybody's going to sin and make mistakes, but we have the opportunity to repent and say, Lord, that was wrong. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Cleanse my heart. Help me to repent and get on the right path. And, and But there is this voice in the world that says, you can do whatever you want, and it'll all work out. It's all good. You can do whatever you want, live however you want, it's all good. That's not true at all, right? Just like, you know, someone who says all paths lead to heaven. No, that's not what the Bible teaches. I mean, it's like saying all roads lead to Disneyland. I mean, you can't get on some road and start driving towards Coeur d'Alene and hope you end up in Disneyland. All paths don't lead towards God's blessing in your life. And the Bible tells us and warns us that we need to take heed, that you can choose a path that will ruin your life. If you allow sin... To control your life, it will ruin your life. And that's the mystery of wickedness. Why would anybody choose that? The Bible warns us over and over again, don't do it. In 1 Corinthians 10, 12, the Bible says, therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. What does that mean? Well, that means if you're here today and you're saying, Pastor Bob, who's this message for? I never sin. I'm never gonna fall. I'm really amazing. And I don't know why you're preaching this sermon. (laughs) Well, if you're thinking that, you need to come up for prayer afterwards because what it's saying is, If you think you're never going to fall, then you're the one that's going to fall. See, the Christian who comes to church and says, whoa, God, I'm a sinner. Help me. I need your help, man. I'm going off the rails all the time. I need forgiveness. I need help. Well, you're in a good place because when you ask God to help you, he's going to help you. But when you think that it's not going to happen to you, that's when it happens to you. And people all the time come to me and say, Pastor Bob, how did this person, how did that pastor, how do these people just go off the deep end? Well, because they don't heed the scriptures. The Bible says, take heed. In other words, all of us have a propensity to sin and to be deceived by sin. And the Bible says, watch out. Now, some of you are thinking, does that mean me? That means me. I do, I realize, hey, I need God's help. And I realize that I need to listen to what the word has to say. Now, here's the good news. First Corinthians 10, the next verse, verse 13 He says, but no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. I love that. What is that saying? What it's saying is, is that you need to be aware that you have the propensity to give in to temptation and allow sin to deceive you. But if you want to do the right thing and you want to choose the right path, if you don't want to be deceived by sin, and you want to walk in the right path that God has for you, then God will make a way for you. He, he, whenever you get tempted, there's always a way out, whatever it might be. So whatever temptation comes to you, you don't have to give in to it. You can choose to say, I'm not going to do this. God, what's the way out? And God will make a way of escape for you. Now, the question that we're looking at today is, why are people drawn towards wickedness? So we know that God makes a way of escape. We know that God warns us throughout the scriptures and for centuries, he's warned people, sin is bad, sin will destroy your life. Why are people drawn towards that which is forbidden? Why is it that people think, oh, it's bad, it must be good, right? And in fact, even in our culture, when I was a teenager growing up, we called good things bad things. I remember it was like, I lived in Idaho as a kid. I was born in Boise and then I moved to California in first grade and all these kids were like, oh, that's bad. And I was thinking, it seems like it's good why are you saying it's bad and then i realized oh in california we say it's bad when it's good and then that came to idaho 40 years later uh i think i don't know when to start here but yeah anyway but we're deceived and and why is it that people think that things that are evil and forbidden that those things are good well that's what happened with eve remember in the garden eve was convinced by satan that she was missing out on much more exciting things Now, I want you to get the picture in your mind what was going on with Adam and Eve before she was deceived about this. So Satan's going to come to her and say, hey, man, there's much more exciting things. And kind of just think about what their life was like. That there were no thorns, no lawn to be mowed, there were no weeds, there were no thistles, Uh, they could stay up as late as they wanted. There were no alarm clocks. Adam didn't have to go to work. He could hunt and fish and all day long, and Eve could go smell the flowers and do whatever she wanted to do. I don't know what girls did back then, but uh, they they, they didn't have to do laundry, right? I mean, they didn't have to wear clothes. They just roam around, have a good time. Everything was good, and then Satan comes in Genesis 3, and he says this. He says, you will not surely die. Remember God said, don't eat of this tree. God said, you can do anything you want. Go fishing, hunting, stay up late, get up late, whatever. You don't even have to work. Just everything's great, but don't eat of this tree. And Satan comes along and says, oh, but that tree. He said in verse 5, Satan said to Eve, God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. In other words, he was saying to her, God is holding you back from such better things. And if you rebel against God's word, I know God told you not to eat of it and you'll die, but there won't be any consequences. God's wrong. And you'll have a much better life if you rebel against God's word. And you do, uh, you do go against his word. It's going to be better. You'll have a better life. Now that's the same deception that comes to you every day. That there are temptations that come you your like, Oh, this is so much better. If you do this or if you do that... Have you ever wondered why people become drug addicts? It's not because somebody comes to them and says, hey, do you want to have a terrible life? (laughs) Do you want to have your teeth fall out and have lesions all over your face and look like you're a hobo? I got some crack for you. Here it is, right? People don't do it like that. What do they say? Hey, this is good for you. Hey, smoke this, snort this, whatever it is. Uh, You know, people don't choose to ruin their life, but sin is deceptive. And say, oh, this is so much better. Why do you think... Some people think that God's ways are bad. See, I mean, that, to me, that's a mystery. Why would anybody think that God's plan for your life is a bad plan Then choosing to do wickedness is a good plan? When you think about it, what did Jesus basically say God's plan is for you? Someone asked Jesus in Matthew 22, a lawyer asked him, he said, hey, what's the greatest commandment in all the law? And what did Jesus say? To love God with uh, all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. That's the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus just said, love God, obey God, and love people. Love your neighbor as yourself. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Love them. Be kind to them. Now, who would say that's bad? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with loving people? What's wrong with being good, right? Well, there are a lot of people who think it's not good. And, you know, why do people think the Ten Commandments are so terrible, right? Which one of the Ten Commandments, I, I wish I could talk to someone who's like, oh, the Ten Commandments, they're terrible, which one do you want someone to do to you on a regular basis? Right? You couldn't choose murder because it only happened once and be over. You wouldn't have it happen again. But you know, I mean, which, who would say, "Yeah, I think stealing's good. I wish my neighbor would come and steal stuff from me on a regular basis." You know, which one of the Ten Commandments you think are bad? Well, why did we in America ban the Ten Commandments from every classroom, from every school, from every courtroom in America? Except, you know, where the Ten Commandments are. They're in the Supreme Court where they made the decision. They're on the doors in the Supreme Court because the Founding Fathers thought the Ten Commandments were a good thing to be checking out. So they put them on the door so when the Supreme Court's in session, the doors are closed and they're right there on the door. But why did we do that? Why did someone say, hey, man, lying's good. Why, we can't be banning that. We can't be telling little kids that's bad. It'll mess their minds up. We can't tell them murdering's bad. Now what has happened since we've banned those things? Well, that's another study. But Why did Adam and Eve choose to eat of the tree that God told them, this will bring you death? Why did they eat of it? Why did they choose to do that? Why do people do that today? Why do people choose to walk in the path that leads to the ruin of their life over choosing the path that leads to a blessed life? Why would people choose that? Why do people choose that? People choose it all the time. Now, here's the thing I want to encourage you in this. You need to know that God does not want you to have a bad life. God loves you. He sent his only begotten son to die on the cross, that your sins could be forgiven, that you could be made new, that you could have a blessed life. He wants you to have a blessed life. In fact, in the Bible, it tells us in Deuteronomy 30, God said in verse 19, I call heaven and earth as a witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, here's God's plan for you, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. See, God says, look, I'm going to give you guys the freedom to choose. Do you want to choose a blessed life or a cursed life? Do you want to have a good life or a bad life? And we all get the freedom to choose. Now, sometimes we choose poorly, right? If I were to ask you, have you ever made any bad decisions? I mean, if you're honest with yourself, you all say, yeah, we made some bad decisions. God wants to help you make good decisions. God wants to Give you insight and understanding and wisdom so that you would make great decisions that your life would be blessed that your family would be blessed that your descendants would be blessed that's god's desire for you
0: thank you for joining us for today in the word we'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at calvary chapel calvary chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting calvary kids learning center If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you.
1: Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you
0: might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, You can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit CalvaryCaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day.